this is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 57, Feeling Your Feelings. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Hey there, my friend. Today's episode is an impactful one. I know I say that a lot because every content I put out there, I try and make it the best content ever. If like that's the last thing that I ever produce in the world, or maybe it's the first time you're ever hearing from me, I want it to be something that knocks your socks off. We never know when our last day will be, right? Not to sound morbid, but I always want to make sure I'm ending on a great note. And two, if you're starting with me, you're starting on a great note. So today's episode is no exception. Today, we're going to talk about feeling your feelings, which is something our brains tend to not want to do at all costs. Even this life coach over here who helps people feel their feelings all the time. I don't really like feeling my own. (laughs) So it's something I've really had to train my brain around and opened my mind to because I grew up in an environment too in a family where you just didn't do that. I come from people who are Midwesterners and even Southerners um, came from the Great Depression and things of that sort. And it just like was not a thing. In fact, it was made fun of for people who felt their feelings. I remember there was a sketch, I think it was in the 80s, maybe the 90s on SNL, where it was Stuart... I want to say his name is like Stuart Smiley, but he would look in the mirror and he would say, in essence, these affirmations to himself and talk about his feelings. And I remember my family laughing at that. And I remember my takeaway was, okay, it's really weak and you look like an idiot if you're expressing your feelings and <laughs> so many other things from that. But that was one of the big takeaways was, you know, this is weak and this is stupid. And so I counter this a lot with women in my day-to-day life or women that I work with because a lot of people I surround my with are go-getters. And so they value goals and they value these external accomplishments of like getting the job, making more money, making a bigger impact, having and maintaining great relationships, being healthy or having even a rocking body. So they want to really live life and accomplish great things, which is awesome, right? We all want to do that. But there comes a point for most of these women, myself included in there, where you just start to hit a wall sometimes and you start to feel really stuck and you start to think, okay, why am I not accomplishing like I used to? And 
a lot of people will say, well, maybe it's just because I'm getting older or maybe it's my job and I work with a bunch of a-holes or, um, you know, it's my kids and they take up all my time. Like so many external circumstances is what they blame it on. But the reality is, is what's happening is that there are some feelings that are unprocessed that's holding them back. And it's likely stuff that they didn't even realize on a conscious level was still there. They may say like, oh, that happened so long ago, or I don't even think about that. Or, yeah, I processed that in therapy once, or I've, you know, really um, processed it, or this is my thought on it now. And so why would I need to go in and look at that deeper? But that's what the culprit is. Every single time is that there's unprocessed feelings there. And this is, in essence, what I do with my clients. They come to me. They say, Lindsay, here are the goals that I want to accomplish. And for whatever reason, I'm not getting these on my own. I need your help. I'm like, okay, great. Let's do it. And what do we do right out of the gate? The first two months, we are processing those feelings, baby. We are pulling up all the crap that they had no idea was there. And it's not pleasant. But man, after you feel that stuff... You just feel amazing. You realize that you were carrying this backpack of weight for so long. And because you've had it for so long, you don't even realize that it's there. And so once you get rid of that stuff, it's like, oh my gosh, I just feel so much lighter. And then they just start accomplishing like crazy. And then when they know when they're not accomplishing like crazy, it's like, woo, okay, I've hit another level. Like I've said on the podcast many times, new level, new devil, right? And so then they're like, okay, well, I'm feeling a little stuck again. Now I know it's just an unprocessed feeling and they're back in it and they know the process now, how to feel, deal and heal that. And then they're back in action again. And so, you know, many times our brain likes to tell us we don't have time to process our feelings or it's just going to be so heavy and hard. And what if we can't pull ourselves out of that? And what if we just stay stuck there? And the reality is, is we don't have the time not to deal with it because what's happening is it's impacting us a lot now. And we don't even really see that. Like I said, we don't realize the weight of what we're carrying and how much it truly is impacting us until we let go of it. And then it's like, whoa, this whole new world opens up for us. And then two, you can pull yourself out of that. It's our human brain knows how to do it. It just doesn't like the discomfort of it. Now, of course, there are extreme circumstances of people who are mentally ill, but that's not the audience I'm speaking to here, even though a lot of people that I encounter sometimes question if they're mentally ill. um, I promise you, if you're probably listening to this podcast, that's not you. Um, But yes, we know naturally how to pull ourselves out of things, and especially when we know just the process of how to pull ourselves out of things oh my goodness, then we don't have to fear as much of, oh, I'm going to stay stuck there because many times we're just staying stuck because we don't know how to process it. That's it. And this is why I always say so often, like, why the heck did they not teach us this in school? Like, this is what we needed to learn. We didn't need to learn about all the parts of a flower or all the planets we may or may not have in our solar system. Like, why aren't we learning this stuff? So I'm so glad you're here and I'm so glad you're opening your mind to feeling the feelings because as I said, it can be really uncomfortable, right? We want to avoid that stuff. But when we avoid it, what happens is that we just turn to distractions. 
And so distractions are things we do, but we don't want to do them anyway. So it's things like gossiping or overworking, overeating, shopping, oh goodness, technology and like scrolling our phones or watching Netflix. And this is another reason too why when my clients work with me in those first two months, we're processing those feelings and we also get really clear what their distractions are. We start to intentionally cut them. And then as they heal those feelings, it's like they don't need the distractions anymore. And they realize how much time they were spending on distractions. And so, you know, they're not spending their evenings having to you know, zone out in front of the TV, or they're not having money problems anymore from shopping, or they're not having to worry about their weight because they're overeating. So it just frees up a lot of brain space. It frees up a lot of energy. And instead, they can go out there and get whatever the heck they want. It's so cool. So again, so glad you're here. And we're going to dive into a couple different things today about you know, just like something called the the tornado of emotions. And we're going to talk step by step through how to process your feelings. I want to give you some tools to take on your own and start doing this on your own so you can start to see, you know, maybe what's holding you back. I also want to talk about how you know if you have unprocessed feelings, because you may already know at this point of like, oh, yes, Lindsay, I'm just feeling stuck. But I want to dig into that a little bit deeper. And that's pretty much it that I can think of of what I want to cover today. So Let's first start with this thing called the tornado of emotions. And this is just a term I've totally made up. And this is a process I've kind of just made up. There may be something scientific out there, but this is what I've seen and what I've witnessed as a human being and as a coach. And it does kind of go in alignment with a lot of psychological principles out there. But again, this is really just coming from my stream of consciousness. So this emotion tornado, in essence, is you start with feeling like crap. So you feel something. So let's take the example of something happens at work. Like a coworker makes you mad, your boss makes you mad, maybe you don't get a promotion. Um, maybe you're dealing with sexism or racism at work. I don't know. But something at work happens and it kind of triggers this negative emotion. And sometimes, you know, we'll get triggered by something and then it will just come to us and then it will pass. It'll like this, it's like this little breeze that you feel like the wind blowing in your face, right? You feel it and then it goes away. But if it's something that you feel and you just like keep harping on it, you just keep feeling it and you and it almost like intensifies or you feel like you have to escape it because it starts getting too intense. And again, that's where we turn to distractions. Then you know you have unprocessed feelings. So what I typically tell my clients and what has been told to me from my coaching school, and this I'm really referring to here, Dr. Jane Gardner, who spent decades researching and spending hours upon hours. I mean, we're talking hundreds, if not thousands, with clients, and she was a psychologist before that. And so she really realized that after seven seconds, if you're having an emotional trigger, that means you have something unprocessed. And so that's a big sign that you need to do some deeper work here, okay? So seven seconds, like it goes by pretty fast and yet it doesn't. So as I've started to realize this in my own life, if something hits me, I'll start to count and go one, two, three and count to seven, right? 
And sometimes things will go away. Like I remember when I first started doing this, my daughter told me something about her stepmom and her stepmom used to be super triggering to me. You know, the whole story. She was the other woman and blah, blah, blah. She does not like me. She still does not like me to this day. There was a period of time where she really tried to pen my daughter against me and just said nasty stuff. So anyways, I remember my daughter came in the car one day. I don't remember what she said, but something that her stepmom said and I felt this emotion. I think it was anger. And so I just start counting one, two, three, four, five. And by like seven seconds, six, seven seconds, it started to go away. And I just started to think, Ugh, silly, whatever her name was, I don't want to tell you, but silly da-da-da. Like, Ugh, this is your own healing work you need to do. It's okay. I got this. You know, I'll handle this with my daughter. And so it kind of went away that way. Now, there was a time before that when my daughter would say something about her stepmom and I would be livid for a long time. And I would go in and then I would start processing my feelings toward that. And the more I started to do that, the less I was triggered by it. And what I realized too is being on the other side of just the stepmom equation is how much that was holding me back. And you may realize this too, when you get triggered by something and you hold on to it, it's so draining. It like takes up your headspace for a long time, like much longer than it needs to. You're distracted and then you're not able to go after other things and you just feel like really heavy, right? So it impacts us a lot. And this is why this, again, this work is so important. So going back to my emotional tornado here, we feel this feeling, right? And what happens before we know how to process our emotion is we use a distraction. So we go and maybe we go like get a cupcake because, oh, that makes us feel a little bit better. Or we go gossip and we go talk about somebody else because that makes us feel better that we don't have to focus in on ourselves. Or maybe we just go and caretake. That's another distraction of like, oh, let me go love on this animal or go love on this kid or something else to take away you know, the pain that I feel inside, or you may turn to sex or gosh, what are some of the other ones? Like technology I keep mentioning or shopping, right? Like, let me go swipe my credit card and get this new outfit and get this little hit of endorphins for a little bit, right? So that's what we'll typically do. And then we feel a little bit better and it's, it's good enough for a little bit, but then it's short-lived. It kind of fades away within sometimes even minutes. It just kind of goes away and then we just kind of repeat the cycle. And sometimes we just do more and more and more distractions. Uh, like, for example, I'll give you another personal example. So when I used to feel like crap, especially in college or if something really big happened to me in my adult life, I would go out and I would get plastered. I would get so super drunk. And I kind of mentioned this in the last episode of cutting alcohol, but I would just go out and get so crazy drunk. And maybe one night would be okay of that, but then sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes I needed to go get drunk for like a whole weekend or weeks on end and go out and get drunk just so then I wouldn't think about it. Maybe I'd have to get drunk and maybe then I'd have to have sex or maybe I'd get drunk and then stay in front of the TV or, you know, like all these combinations, right? Get drunk, go shopping, whatever. It was like I had to just keep feeding myself with these endorphins of this pain that I had. And it, and to be honest with you, like it wasn't even really deep stuff that was happening to me at the time. It was just feeling out of place. And that was 
just eating away at me at that period of time in my life to a point where it was just so uncomfortable to feel that that I turned to distractions. So that's typically the tornado is like we feel it, we distract ourselves, it feels a little bit better, then we just repeat the cycle. And it might be something else that happens. Like the initial thing that starts the tornado is something happens at work. And then you may come home and drink some wine and turn on some Netflix and you feel a little bit better. But then the next day, it's like your kids. And then and this is why, again, like we feel this backpack. We're just carrying all this weight on our back of all these things that have happened time and time and time again. It's just like we don't progress. We don't get better. It's just like the same crap day after day, right? So then what happens when we learn to process our feelings is we break that tornado. Like the cycle stops. So what happens instead is that we feel the feeling and it's typically a crappy one. And then we feel the depth of the feeling of crappiness, like the true depth of it. So if something happened at work, you feel that feeling, you realize it's lingered on for more than seven seconds. Then what you're doing is you're taking one of these tools that I'm about to teach you and you're going and you're digging in deeper and you're going in and saying, oh, I feel like crap because da-da-da happened at work and this makes me feel like crap because da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And really learning to process those feelings and really take the time to sit there and explore it a little bit deeper, see why it's there, really explore the depth of it so that you can consciously put it in a place in your brain where it can kind of start to go away. Like you, pa- I always say you like pack it and then you release it. And so that's what you're going to do. And so then, yeah, does it feel even worse for the few minutes you're kind of packing it more and going deeper? Yeah, it feels so uncomfortable, but it feels so much better. And just a few minutes after you start to do that and start to release it in essence, And then you just start to feel neutral about it of, okay, so this thing happened at work, but I've processed my feeling and now I may not be at a place where I'm okay with it, but I'm neutral about it. Like I don't feel triggered by it anymore. And then somebody starts to feel a lot better. Like maybe that day they don't feel better or maybe it takes a few days to feel better, but then they get this boost of, whoa, I feel so much better. And then what happens if that's, same or similar instance happens that triggered this whole cycle because they've processed it they don't repeat the cycle because now they know why they're triggered by it and they've processed it and so that that same thing just doesn't keep happening over and over again like the example i gave earlier with the stepmom right for a while it's just like oh she kept triggering me and triggering me And I thought, okay, I can't change this woman. Like, I've got to change myself with this. And luckily, I knew the process to feel, deal, and heal, right? And so I would go in and I'd just keep doing the work and doing the work of, oh, I hate how this feels. And I'd write out all my feelings of, I hate how this woman is involved in my daughter's life and I didn't have a choice in it. And I hate how she's impacting her. And I hate that that my daughter's having to go through this and, you know, all of the things and getting really... Um, open and honest with myself of the depth of the emotion there and the sadness and the anger and the frustration and all the things. But then it was like, oh, I'm just so glad I got that out. It's almost like when you get a tummy bug and you know you have to throw up, like you get that feeling like, oh my gosh, I got to throw up. And for me, when I feel that way, I think, 
oh, God, like, just go away, go away, go away. I don't want to throw up. I don't want to throw up. But then what happens is I eventually have to go throw up. So I do it. And I'm like, oh, that feels so much better. I'm so glad I got that out of me. Especially if it's like a food poisoning, right? You're like, oh, thank God I got that out of me. That was horrible. That's kind of how it feels when you process your emotions. Like it feels really uncomfortable for a few minutes, but then it's like, whoo, okay, that feels better. And then, like I said, you don't repeat the cycle of it because you've processed it. And so like, you know, again, with the stepmom, it's like she can say pretty much anything now to my daughter. It doesn't trigger me. It's not something that takes up brain space anymore. If it happens, I'm just like, boom, here's how we handle it. Move on. Make sure my daughter feels okay with it. And we're on to the next thing. It's not a big deal anymore. So are you seeing this whole tornado of emotion thing? I hope so. I hope you're seeing that. So let's talk next of how you can start to feel these feelings more. How can you really start to go in the depth of it? And I will say this, to mention this earlier, but I really got this term of feel the feelings from another episode that I did on the show. It was one of the very early episodes with, and I interviewed Tess Bingham and she's a therapist and a life coach. And she talks about feeling the feels. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love that term. So I just want to give her a quick shout out that that's really where I took this term from. And you can go listen to that episode. I'll put a link in the show notes, but it's called Master Your Mindset. Again, it's one of the very early episodes, but that's a really great one to kind of complement this episode we're talking about today. All right. So going back to, as I said, let's go deeper into how you can process these feelings. I'm going to give you two ways to do this. The first is just getting a pen and paper or opening up a note doc on your phone if you're on the go or maybe opening up a Word doc on your computer, whatever, and just start writing I feel statements. And something I'm going to give you in the show notes is a feelings chart. This is actually the feelings chart that I give to my clients starting with my new course that's coming out. Well, it's kind of new. It's the Unstoppable course, but it's the updated version. So my clients get this when they start working with me and I encourage them to journal at least four days a week and write these I feel statements. Because again, those first two months, we're trying to pull all the stuff out that's holding them back. And this feelings chart really helps because when you see all the feelings written down on paper and something triggers you, you can say, what is it that's really triggering me right now? What am I feeling? And when you see that list, nine times out of 10, you're going to know right away. You're going to be like, oh, it's disgust or, oh, it's, you know, sadness or, you know, there's so many on there. I think there's hundreds and hundreds of feelings on that list. So it's a really just great way to really tap into the depth of it and just feel it and feel the vibration in our body of what it is and then start to write about why it is you feel that way. So I feel sad because... And then just let it all out of, I wish my life wasn't like this. I didn't want this to happen. He said this and it made me feel this and da, 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 da. It reminds me of a time when my mom used to blah, 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 blah. Like just let yourself kind of pour it out on paper. And then when you feel like you've poured out everything you needed to with that one feeling, look at that feelings chart again and say, okay, what's the next feeling that I need to go with here? And so then it may be, oh, I feel disgusted. I feel disgusted that da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And again, pour it all out on paper and then say, is there anything else here that I need to feel? Look at the list. Yeah, I'm feeling, you know, blah, 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 whatever it is. Let all that out and just keep writing and writing until you feel like you're cleaned out. 
Again, it should feel like you've been gutted a little bit, like you've gone and thrown up. Um, I don't know. It just feels like you're neutral at the end of it. I even said a client told me recently, I think she said cleaned out was the term. So it's just like this cleaned out feeling to go in and just keep processing and processing and processing that. Now, ideally, you want to have a space to do this when you're alone and when you can, you know, book some time on the calendar where you're not going to get interrupted because we're in our logical brain so often that it takes us a little time to get into the feeling brain. You know, kids can do this really well because their feeling brain, which is called the amygdala, is just huge. And their logical brain is growing slowly. And it's not until they're 25 does everything even out. But for us, we're older than 25. And so, you know, we are living in this logical brain all the time. And it's harder to get in that feeling brain. And so we kind of have to get warmed up to it. Like for me, it takes me some time to get there, to be honest with you, to really get into my feelings and, and get it out on paper. And I'm also somebody who gets my feelings out better by talking about it versus writing. But I don't always have that opportunity to talk out my feelings, like with a coach or like with my husband or whoever. Um, so I have to kind of force myself into writing my feelings. So you may be that too, um, but just be aware of it. It still will work for you. You just need some time to kind of get yourself into it. Okay. And, and as I said, you don't want to be interrupted because that's going to bring you back to your logical brain. If you have to answer, you know, what's for dinner tonight, mom, (laughs) while you're trying to, you know, feel your feelings, it's going to take you out of that. And you really just want to stay in the feelings as long as you can. Okay. So that's the first way that you can start to feel the depth of your feelings. Pretty simple, right? All you're doing is taking that feelings chart from the show notes, pulling it up, writing the feelings. The second way is a tool called the self-coaching model. And if you've listened to a recent episode, you hear me talking about it a lot. It's a tool that I'm loving, I'm obsessed with. It's originated from Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School. So all the props to her for putting this together. But this tool, in essence, is showing you awareness of what's going on in your mind. So the way it works is you take a circumstance. So the circumstance can be, you know, John at work told me I'm not qualified for the promotion, right? You want to get as specific as possible about that specific circumstance that triggered you in some way. And then the next thing you're going to do is you're going to write, what was the thought that I had when that happened. And you may have had multiple thoughts, but you want to break them down into, in essence, different models of different thoughts. You want to just focus in on one thought at a time. So if we go back to the circumstance of John said you're not qualified for the job, the thought may be, you know, I'm never going to get what I want, or I'm a loser, or I'm not enough, right? So if we just look at the thought of like, I'm not enough, what was the feeling that you had off of that? That would be the next thing you do in the model. So the feeling would be inadequate, right? And so then you just start to gain this awareness of what you're feeling again, because sometimes we just don't know. You know, sometimes you can pull it from the feelings chart and sometimes it helps to use the model and to pull what you're feeling. And then too, you see, wow, what was I thinking to pull that feeling? And that's really interesting because if you're saying, oh, I'm not enough, You know, many times what we're telling ourselves is unconscious. And so then it puts this megaphone on what we tell ourselves. And it's like, whoa, I'm not enough. 
Ooh, okay, do I really want to believe that about myself? Is that serving me to believe that about myself? Why am I believing that about myself? And that gives you a ton of awareness to start to dig deeper into why that belief is there and all that other stuff. And they, that may be over your head if you've never done coaching or any kind of personal development work. For my clients, they're just like pros at it within a few weeks of like, okay, let's see why this is there and let's dig deeper and all that stuff. But the self-coaching model is just a really great tool to start to break it down of, again, the circumstance, what was the thought, and then what was the feeling off of that thought. And then if you had multiple thoughts, like I said, you can take the same circumstance, take that next thought that you had, and talk about the next feeling you had. And then that will help you, in essence, pair you know, that journaling exercise of taking that feeling and then dumping everything out on paper. So if you feel inadequate, I feel inadequate because, you know, growing up, I never got what I wanted. And, you know, this happened in the sixth grade. And, you know, this boyfriend told me this and you get to let all that out on paper. And it's like, whoa, oh my gosh. So really, this isn't about John saying it's, it's about the job. It's about these deeper feelings of inadequacy that have been holding on for so, so long oh my goodness, I had no idea that was there. Now I know why. And in essence, you can start to heal that by just starting to become aware of it. Now, there are more steps to the healing process, I must admit, that I take my clients through. And it's so much more than what I can talk about on this podcast because it's a process um, and it takes time. But where you're at today is the first step and it's the very most important step because if you don't have awareness and you don't start to um, just see how your feelings are holding you back in essence by doing this exercise or maybe just taking the time to realize when you're triggered or just opening your mind today and saying, whoa, actually it's my feelings that's holding you back. It's nobody else. It's really these feelings that I have. Then you're going to start to just become so much more unstoppable and you're going to just open up so many doors. So I just wanted to give you that much today to start to open up the door enough to start to look at the world a different way. And just to give you a taste of what's on the other side of this is that when you start to release these feelings, as I keep saying, feel, deal, and heal, and you're on the other side of this, you may still right now question of, well, how is it that my feelings are holding me back? But if we go back and we look at this tool called the self-coaching model that I was mentioning, those first three lines, as I said, the circumstance, then we've got our thought and then our feeling, what happens next in the model is what our actions are from the way we're feeling and what results we get. So if we have a feeling that we're inadequate because we have a thought that we're not enough, we're putting that energy out around us. It's like this energetic BO in essence that I've been talking about lately on the podcast, but people feel that off of us and they don't consciously know that sometimes, but it's like, uh, I don't know if I really want to give X person that promotion because she just doesn't seem like she has it all together. Or, you know, I'm going to treat so-and-so this way because she kind of accepts it. And again, they don't mean to do this unless they're just manipulative people. They just, they just know how you're treating yourself and what you're thinking about yourself. And so they're just there to kind of reiterate the belief for you a lot of times. And so that's when you get to start to see when you're on the other side of where you are today, how you change those thoughts and change those feelings, you end up changing your actions and you start getting different results. And that's where you're like, whoa, all I did was realize what thoughts I was having, feel my feelings. And in essence, I'm taking 
you know, just different action. A lot of times it's less action, a lot easier action, and yet I'm getting so much better results. It's crazy. It's so crazy. We have so much power that we just don't even realize. We give all of our power sometimes in circumstances. It's just not true. Even, you know, we can, it's so hard to wrap our brain around that because even my husband, he's not like fully on board with that. Um, But it's just like so flipping true. It's so flipping true when you start to live this. I mean, please, I hope I just opened your mind enough to seeing this because this, my friend, is the way to up-leveling your life and just getting what you want. I hate it when people think that it's these external things about them, like their age or just they're in a crappy position or, you know, their family or whatever it is that's holding them back. It's just not true. It's not true. And I even catch myself doing this all the time. Like when coronavirus hit, I was like, well, there goes my business. I'm going to be just taking care of kids all the time. And my business coach, Stacy, actually came out with a podcast and was like, you moms out there who think you're coaching business is going to go to crap right now. I've got some moms on the show today and we're going to preview otherwise. And just listen to them and talk about it. I was like, oh my gosh, here I go. Once again, giving my power to a circumstance. I was like, I'm going to make this corona experience the best experience ever. I'm going to make more money, help more people than I've ever helped ever and still show up and be a great mom. And I just went in with that belief and wow, it's been incredible what I've created in a few months. And I've realized how it was never my circumstance of being a mom that held me back from the next level of my career. It was never anything that happened in the world to hold me back from my career. It was always, always my thoughts and my feelings about those thoughts that was holding me back. So I hope I opened your eyes today. I hope I gave you some great tips. In the show notes, I also have a link to a self-coaching model with that has an example on it. I've included this on a, a bunch of episodes recently, so you may have already gotten it, but go check that out if you haven't yet. And then I also have a link in the show notes for a blank self-coaching model so you can start running models on yourself and you can start to see what your thoughts are and then maybe you compare it with that feelings chart and go deeper on your feelings and process all of this. Seems really simple on the surface just to go and do this, but I promise you it works. It's really time, my friend, to make friends with your feelings. You know, so many times we think that something has gone wrong to feel a quote-unquote negative emotion. It's like, oh my gosh, I feel this, or oh, I feel this. And then, you know, we resist it and we start judging ourselves because we feel that. But that is just going to create so many more problems. A belief that I've started to put in my own head recently is nothing has gone wrong ever. Everything is happening in my best interest. I always had that everything is happening in my best interest belief in there. I had that one I've been building for years, but that nothing has gone wrong is something I've added because I realize like I will judge myself a lot if I start experiencing something negative. And I see this with my clients too. And I've really started to push this on them of, of hey, maybe you should start to think of the world this way. It's like nothing's gone wrong. It's just opened up so many doors to not have this added layer of judgment and resistance when we feel, again, something quote unquote negative. Instead, it's just like, oh, I feel something negative. Whoo, okay, this doesn't feel great. What am I going to do about it? And then you start taking the steps to do that versus, oh, I feel something negative. I hate this. I don't want to do this. I don't have time for this. Oh, la, 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 right? Just, that just, just doesn't serve us. 
our brain sometimes is so silly. It thinks it's like trying to figure out ways to serve us and it thinks we don't have time to feel our feelings and it thinks it's a bunch of crap and we shouldn't do it. And you know, our brain, it's just silly sometimes. (laughs) Every time I go in and feel my feelings, I think, why did I resist that so much? Like every single time, even though I've been doing this for years, even though I know on the other side of it, it's going to be better. I still resist the hell out of it. So just know that's just normal. That's just having a human brain, but you will get through it, my friends. You will get on the other side of this and you're going to be like, Lindsay, I feel so much better. Thank you so much. And the last thing I want to leave you with is this, is that if you're willing to fill anything, you're going to be willing to do anything. So many times we resist doing things, especially big things in our life, because we don't want to feel the, you know, quote unquote negative things or the uncomfortable things. We don't want to feel rejection or we don't want to feel disappointment or sadness or anger. You know, especially people who like want to step out in their careers after they've been comfortable for a while. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be rejected or I'm likely going to have disappointment or sadness with this. You know, that's how I feel with my business sometimes. I get on consult calls sometimes and people tell me no, or like I had a consult, um, gosh, I guess two weeks ago now who I was like, oh my gosh, I can totally help you. Here's how we're going to do it. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm totally in. She got off the phone, went and talked to her husband. At this point, I still haven't gotten a yay or nay from her, but at this point I'm like, okay, it's a nay. Um, and there's this lingering sadness with that, right? Of, oh man, I could have really helped her, but yet here we are and it didn't happen. Now, of course, there's amazing benefits of all the people who say yes, who I know can help and I get great results and all that, but it's just part of the game, right? And so I'm okay with that because I'm willing to feel all of those things by putting myself out there. So if you, again, are willing to feel all of that stuff, you're going to be willing to expand because it's not really the action of something that we fear. It's the feeling that we're going to feel off that action, So this is where your power is at, my friend, is feeling those feelings and being okay with that and knowing that you can get through anything. You can process anything because you're going to take the time to feel it instead of just, you know, stuffing your face or scrolling social media or doing whatever, okay? So go rock those feelings. Go make this your superpower. It's an amazing one to have. If you need any support, I have that free online community where we can always talk about the episode. I'm here for you. Of course, if you're ready to start coaching with me, I'd love to help you. All the links in the show notes of how they get in the community and on um, a consult call, but also they're here in the outro as well. So I'll end with that, my friends, and I'll see you next time on the show. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Become an Unstoppable Woman. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you get new episodes every Monday. And I'd love it if you left a review for the show too, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you want even more from the show, come join the conversation online in my community. Each week we break down the episode and you have a private space to ask your questions. To join, go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-E, Preston.com forward slash community. And if you feel like you're really ready to change your life, let's work together in my coaching programs. I have a free assessment that's the first step to seeing if we're a good fit. Just go to lindsayepreston.com forward slash assessment to take it now. 
Thanks again for tuning into the show today. I'm so grateful you're here and I'll see you next time. But until we meet again, remember my friend, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.